with Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's going on? And today we're talking about Pi. Yeah, Pi. Faith and Chaos. That was like the tagline under the movie. He doesn't put it there anymore, but... Should have been Save Yourself. (laughs) So this movie is uh, written and directed by Darren Aronofsky. This is his like first debut film. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. It went on to do one good movie. What? Yeah, one fucking has, good movie. You heard what I said. He has hits after hits. He's one of my favorite He's directors. He's got like two hits, bro. No, all and, of his And movies. if you're not a fucking chick with bulimia, you don't even like one of them. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's mad. I don't think he's made a bad movie or a movie that I don't like. Yeah, I would. I would. That makes sense that you would believe that or yeah. else why would we be doing this? True. Um, this actually cost $60,000 to make. They spent too much. You know how they got the money? Or how he obtained the money? I don't know, probably sucking dick. <sighs> he borrowed $100 from friends and family until he got enough movie to make it, or got enough money to make the movie. And then he, when he made his money back, he paid everyone $150 back to mm. return on their investment. Yeah, because they were getting it out of this fucking thing. They did, though. This movie made $3 million. How? <laughs> How? And it has such like a cult following. I'm sure it's made more. It's always a cult following with you. Yeah. Like, nothing ever was a hit when it was supposed to be. <laughs> it's just a cult following. Yeah, we don't. They don't like the movies until like way beyond but, the. I mean, if Troll 2 has a fucking cult following, it doesn't seem that out of realm for this <laughs> piece of shit to have a cult following. Too. Stop calling it that. So I, <laughs> this, in I'll, a little backstory with me in this movie, I. I was in high school, and I had a friend that always talked about this movie, right? He's like, pie, pie, it's a great movie, da-da-da. And I'm like, let me check out this movie. He, like, talks about it constantly. So I went to watch this movie, and I've really never seen anything like this. It's a super artsy film. And it made me fall in love with, like, the style, the music, the way that, that he shoots the camera, you know, shoots everyone, the cinematography, just everything about this movie I really liked. And it birthed my love for breakdown movies. Kind of like mm-hmm. I gave you Babadook. Yeah. And it's like a like somebody on the verge of losing their mind. And that's kind of this movie, too. That guy's definitely losing his shit in this one. Yeah. And that, that genre of movie is like, this one started my love for that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, first off, why I couldn't take this movie serious. The fucking main character looks like fucking Fredo from Godfather. <laughs> Like, what is smart Fredo doing this whole fucking movie, bro? <laughs> then he shaves his head, and then it's fucking De Niro from Taxi Driver. Yeah, like, right. I don't know, man. This, yeah, this whole fucking movie's got on my nerves. So, let's hear your synopsis of this My movie. synopsis of it? Okay, you got this guy. He's like a genius. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, a, he's infatuated with everything in life can be broke down into math, you know, mm-hmm. like sunrises and why people are the way they are. Just anything and everything can be broke down in math. And uh, first he tries to apply it to the stock market. Like mm-hmm. he thinks he can figure out the stock market. And uh, I guess he does something or another with his computer and like crashes the stock market. He does that or like... No, it just... His it computer just, crashed. It, it just computer crashed. Okay, that's what I thought. And then, uh, then he starts talking to these... Uh, it starts talking to this Jewish guy. It's like a, I forget what kind of Jews they are, but they're the ones with the, the with the with the bangs and mm-hmm. you know Leshka, you know. Yeah. Like but yeah, he starts talking to this guy, and then they make it seem like his math 
he's a math guy too, but his math is about the Torah. Yeah. And uh, he tells them this word, this number, 216, and that was the number that his computer spit out before it took a dive. Mm-hmm. So now he thinks that it's all, re- you know, related. And uh, he goes to see his old teacher. Yep. Who uh, is like, you were my brightest pupil until you lost your shit, you know, and stuff like that. And, which that that old man, he's a good actor. I've he seen is. him in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but. Oh, I didn't even spit out the director or the actor's names. I mean, there's really only two. It's Hector Salazar from damn Breaking Bad and Good Luck and Good or Better Call Saul. Mark Magolas. Yeah, that guy's, guy's a good actor. He played and, a mob boss on Oz, too. Yeah, and the main actor is Sean Gallette. Yeah. I forgot to say that. The guy's working at Wendy's now. <laughs> he actually does a few things. Does like, he? I, yeah. Surprised his career didn't die after this shit was made. No, it actually heightened it. But anyways, no, I don't know. I didn't know any. Anyway, synopsis of the film, pretty much like the guy just keeps going fucking more insane by the minute. Mm-hmm. And he's got the government, or I'm assuming it's some form of the government trying to get him to. I think it's just a corporation that yeah, wants so, his somebody's uh, the, the people in power in question or whatever. You know, yeah. they, they want him to give him this computer chip to help him figure it out because they think they can run the stock market through him. Mm-hmm. And then the Jewish guys think that he's got like the message from God and. So it's pretty much just his descent into madness and then like trying to solve Pi. Yeah. Know, and then the Well, he's using Pi. He thinks Pi is the uh the key to unlocking life. the chaos. Yeah, yeah the chaos in the world. And like the stock market is so volatile, it goes up and down, but he thinks you he can use Pi to, mm-hmm. you know, figure out the stock market. And then he starts to realize like this number, two sixteen. Uh, he takes it to his mentor, and his mentor is like asking him about it because he had the same number, so he might think it's significant. Mm. But you didn't touch on how uh, how he got so obsessed with this number, and he reinvigorated his mentors because his mentor went through the same thing. Right, he was obsessed with pi, and he right. tried to do the same thing, but he realized he was going crazy, so he stopped it. Mm. But when he came to him about this number, he like reinvigorated his interest in pi, and it. Stroke the old man out. Yeah, it fucking killed him. Yeah. And they're playing that, that game. I forget what it was Go. called. But, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's got this whole... Spiral. Know, yeah, you know. Because it's the, uh, it. it's the golden spiral. You know, you can take a number, half it, take that number, half it, and you can do that into infinity. Yeah, once again, man, it's just like another movie. You're just like trying to say, Nick's stupid. All this fucking no. math. See... I when I was younger I watched this movie and I liked the style of it. I liked the descent into madness part of it, but I felt dumb cuz I didn't understand the whole math part of it. But after rewatching it this time, the math doesn't matter. You don't need to understand the math. You can't even if you wanted to. Yeah, if you're a super mathematician, you still would have trouble keeping up with this movie. That's you not You have more of an idea of what he's going for, but it's not going to help you as far as watching. Yeah, I exactly. Like. I think that the pie and the mathematician is just a driver. Because yeah. Darren Aronofsky, you've seen a lot of his films. Like he's done Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, that's Black the only movie I like. Wrestler, The Wrestler. Oh, it's so great. And I feel it's... like that's more Mickey Rourke pulling that through than anything. Yeah, but I like his take on wrestling, like making like it real. Like his wrestlers came to him. Oh yeah, yeah. And said like, "Thank you for showing what it's really like to be a wrestler." They're all out there with their VHSs and pissing at the table and shit because they're just old and broke down yeah exactly i think that's his like 
best done film. It's not my favorite, but it's his best done in my opinion. And he did a uh, Black Swan. Terrible. You don't like it? Uh, no. My wife it. loves it. Mm-hmm. So that ought to tell you. And then Noah. And he did Noah. Yeah, he did Noah. Yeah, that movie sucked. I didn't love it. That's one of his like least favorite films. Hey, you have Russell Crowe and Bomb that hard, man. Yeah, I didn't. I went to the theater and saw that, and I didn't enjoy it. But the thing that all his movies have in common is all these people have a descent into... Madness. Madness. Yeah. And that's what this movie is about. It, like The mathematician is just a driver for his descent into madness. It's about the stylized view of shooting a movie, and it's about... Like I said, the the story. Right. So don't feel stupid because I don't even understand the whole mathematician part of it. It's just I love watching this dude lose his mind over this number. Yeah, it just uh, I got a fun fact for you. I know we're not on fun facts yet. Fun fact: It took me three times to watch this piece. Did of it shit. really? I fell asleep the first two, like almost immediately. <laughs> so fucking boring. <laughs> Like, honestly, I don't want to watch a black and white movie in 2019, Greg. Not unless it's fucking Clerks 3. And we're not getting that, are we? Uh, yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan has one of his first movies was Following, and it's in black and white. Yeah, I ain't seen that shithole either. I have it, if you want to put it on the list. Yeah, probably not. But it's actually a really good story. Like, it's a really well done Don't movie. ruin Christopher Nolan for me, bro. No, it's good. Hey. It's not like this. It's not super stylized and a crazy-ass story, but it's really, really good. I almost put the wrestler back on just to like say like oh, this guy can't make a good movie because this fucking movie sucked. Like, <laughs> pie. Um, another fun fact. You know he pioneered the body cam. Ooh, uh, Aronofsky. This movie, yeah, where you you strap a device yeah. to your body and it puts the camera on it. So as you're running around and moving around, yeah. you know, I felt like I was having a fucking seizure. Yeah, watching that shit. But he's the one that pioneered that mm. in this movie yeah <laughs> they gotta make up a better movie that it was pioneered in but this one's fucking terrible yeah i put this on the list because it's my still top 10 favorite movies it's See, still in my get, top 10 we gotta change that way of thinking man like this shit shouldn't even be in the list really like, it shouldn't like <laughs> i was just like i couldn't get into it man like the guy, the guy that plays the main character, he he acts Max, I think is his name, yep. right? Max. He plays, he did the best job he could, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I said, it just wasn't. Like I said, I kept thinking Fredo the whole time. Like <laughs> it's fucking smart, Fredo. <clears throat> so tell me, like, what what really like, man? Fuck this movie. Like, what really like turned you off of this movie? Was like it couldn't be just the black and white. Like you've seen it black and white. It movies. wasn't just the black and white, but like I don't know. Um, the story kind of drug for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, other than a little bit of dialogue, it's really just him freaking the fuck out, hearing all these sharp ass noises in his head, and he's shooting this fucking thing into his neck and his head and everything mm-hmm. else. And oh yeah, like we I didn't said, say that he gets these like excruciating headaches. I kind of looked yeah. into it. It's a real condition. Because I think he's got like insomnia. I don't think he slept the whole fucking movie. No, except he's... when he passes out from the fucking drugs and mm-hmm. shit. I don't know. Like I said, like I just I, there was nothing in it that I I really just grabbed onto. Like I said, a little bit of the dialogue was all right, back and forth between him and the Jewish dude, mm-hmm. and him and the mentor. Some of that was okay, but uh, yeah, him and the mentor are like my favorite parts of this movie. I love their back and forth. Yeah, and that's and I and I and I can attest a lot of that. Like I just felt like it was like like a Jedi and it's Padawan type deal. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. 
there's just nothing in this movie that I was just like, this would make me want to watch this again. Yeah. You know, and I guess when I watch a movie, that's what I kind of take in is like, all right, that was cool. Even if I don't enjoy a movie altogether, like Spring Breakers, like I didn't give you that movie because I love that fucking film. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to see just how badass Franco could be. Yeah. You know, what kind of range he could show as an actor just in that little bit. And that's why I picked that movie for you. Not because I think Spring Breakers is like this amazing film that <laughs> like everybody needs to see. Literally go to YouTube and you can pull up the best part of it yeah. in five minutes. I kinda I kind of agree with that. But um yeah, man, there's just there's just nothing about it that I was like, Yeah, man, I would watch this again. Like yeah. So I know we're gonna do twenty three after this, but after watching twenty three it makes me appreciate this kind of movie. Like if you're gonna use pie mm. Or are you going to be obsessed with a number? You have to use it in such a way that affects the character. I'll tell you why 23 worked. It doesn't. Because it's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's number is 23. So oh, oh. <laughs> you can't make anything bad with 23 in it, bro. And whatever, bro. Jim Carrey acted his fucking ass off in that movie. I don't think he was that great. It's not his best movie. It's better than that other serious movie he did. Eternal wanna, Sunshine? That dumbass shit. Yeah, Fuck it's you. That's one of my better. favorite films. Way better. We uh, let the people decide that shit. Yeah. Like, 23 is way better than that dumb shit. Bro. No. Kirsten Dunst wasted in that movie. No, we got video on this. And so I'm going to put this up on YouTube. You in the comments. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, fuck it. We're going to leave it for 23. All right. All right. But that's what I love about this movie is he becomes obsessed with this number 216 and it has significance like when he goes to the uh, the Jewish the Jewish people explain mm. to him how to uh 216 means to them and I love his break the Jewish guys breakdown of their language yeah. like father That's what I said the dialogue mm -hmm. it was it's not bad dialogue but like I just felt like I mean, I didn't count it, obviously, but yeah. the runtime of that movie, I bet you people are only talking like a third of it, yeah. if that. Like. But not necessarily the dialogue, but the use of numbers in this movie and how like significant they are to mm. the story. You know, like I said, numbers equal up in the Hebrew language, and yeah. they make sense, and it's like, oh, that's really kind of creepy. That's even true. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So he wouldn't put it in so there. None of this was fabricated to make it work, right? <laughs> none of it. It's all just basic math. Like, yeah, right. I don't know, maybe. And then, um, but Saul, his mentor, tells him like, once you become obsessed with a number, you're gonna see it everywhere, and it's gonna drive you crazy. I'm gonna understand. I'm gonna know it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. So he he becomes obsessed with trying to figure out this number and what it means and how it relates to the universe. And it gets to the point where it's driving him crazy. And he takes I I took this as surreal, like it didn't really happen. It's more like what he wanted to do to himself. He takes a drill and drills the side of his head where nice it's part like where it's hurting. <laughs> and uh, and he like, passed. They ended this shit. There's another 10 minutes. Like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. And he passes out, you know, he wakes up, and he's a changed person. And what did you, what's your interpretation of the end of the movie? Because I, cause I had one way of thinking before, but now I have a different way of thinking after rewatching it. Mm. What's your interpretation of the ending? Because, you know, he's sitting on the bench with the girl. She's like, hey, what's this number? Actually, it's a fun fact. I think he gave himself a fucking lobotomy. You think? That's what I think. 
You think he just, just like she's just spouting off numbers to him and he's just smiling like a fucking idiot. Like you think he's right. just an idiot yeah. now. He's, he's fucking like, drilled his lobe, bro. He's done. That's an interesting way. But uh fun fact. That's what I was hoping he did anyways. <laughs> the movie ends with Jenna asking what seven forty eight divided by two thirty eight itch is, which is simplifies to twenty two over seven. Which results in three point one four two eight, which is pie. Really oh my close god! To pie. Who saw that shit coming? <laughs> I thought it was a fun little fuck. Darren Aronofsky, bro. <laughs> the fact that I even have to know how to say a stupid fucking name, bro. Um, but my interpretation of the end is he was either gonna die, like Saul, trying to figure this problem out, or he can just not care. Just let it go. Just let it go. Like, it's not that serious. And that's why he gave himself a lobotomy, bro. So <laughs> like I said, it's surreal. Anymore. I don't think it, that's he really did that to himself. I think pretty it was real just, to me. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's just what he wanted to do to himself, like, to end the madness. Yeah. But it's like he's either going to die or, you know, not care anymore. One, one or the other. So he took the road of keep living. Can I just say that, like, Smart Fredo was an ugly motherfucker, and that Indian chick next door wanted that dick, man. Like, yeah, that that's, she wanted him. That's to show he fucked that up. Like, yeah, it was. She was a representation of him being so obsessed with this number. He doesn't even care about. Procreation. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he might have found the answer if he'd cracked one off, bro. Because <laughs> you know, well, we yeah. both we both know that that kind of buildup can kill somebody. Hey, and that uh, he references that in the movie. He talks about how you need to relax, and then you'll find your answer. Yeah, maybe so, if he'd. Uh, Tapped old girl like he might have fucking solved the universe with hey, that shit. You're you know? probably right. They should discover that in Pi Two. Oh wait, there's never making that dumb shit. So <laughs> actually, that he keeps remaking Pi. He just keeps using different drivers. Like Requiem, he uses drugs. Wrestler, he uses wrestling. You know, Black Swan, he uses dancing and obsession, envy. Yeah, it's stupid fucking shit. <laughs> so you really don't enjoy any of his other films? Uh, just the wrestler, bro. You didn't like Requiem. I thought that was that's everyone's like go to when they're like Darren Aronofsky Requiem. I feel like I feel like he did a good job of capturing what drug use can do to you. Yeah, and it's more of like one of those movies. Like I don't know if you ever seen the movie uh, Kids or oh, Basketball I... Diaries. Like it's one of those movies. It's like holy shit, this is like the worst possible thing that could happen to you if you do drugs. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what those movies. Well, Kids not so much that, but like the disease you you can catch from not caring about your body and stuff. Yeah. But uh nah, I felt like that's a lot about with the basketball diaries. Like you took somebody that was up here and because of drugs, like they ended up in the worst possible place you could. Mm-hmm. And it is a really depressing while that is movie. A, well, that is a good tool to show people to scare. Like I would show that movie to fucking kids going into middle school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit, that was brutal. But you know what? I bet you money. They don't go home and take anything other than a fucking Advil. Yep. But at the same time, I mean, it's like you said, bro, it's, it's just really in your face showing you like, holy fuck, look where these people are in hell. I don't know, man. Like, it's just one of those movies. Like after you watch it the first time, I feel like you don't need to see it again. Like, I don't know. I would never buy it just because, uh, like, every time I pick it up, I'm like, yeah, that one was a that was a brutal one. I don't ever want to see a Wayans brother where I'm not laughing. Yeah, you know, and Marlon did a great job, but it it uh, it's not how I want to think about him, man. You know? Oh, right. That's oh. shorty. Like, I don't want to think about him like that. No, I agree. Like, I've seen it. I think twice. Rec Room for a Dream, and it's a hard watch because you see these nice people. 
end up in the worst possible situation. And the old lady, the old lady gets you every time because I she's know a, she del- she's a great actress. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't forget her name right now, Flor- Florence or Florence or some shit. Like I don't that. know. She's a great actress. She's been around a while, but yeah, man, like, it'll fuck you up, man. I I forgot about a couple of his movies. That's why I had to look it up because it was bothering me. Uh, the Fountain. I really really like The Fountain. The only thing I hate about it is it's so like interpretation. Your interpretation of the movie. I didn't like it either. You haven't seen it. Mm. I won't make you watch that. You're going to hate that more than you do I feel this. like I've heard about it, though. Yeah, it's... Who's in it? Um, Wolverine, what's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Fuck that shit, I ain't watching that. You don't like Hugh Jackman? You're not ruining Wolverine for me, bro. Yeah. I watched the fucking Prestige again before I watched that shit. Oh, yeah, the, the Saul that was in this movie is in The Fountain. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um the fountain is basically it's love transcendent into three different time time lapses the past the present and the future but they're so intertwined that you know it's just a very obscure film it's really really it feels arts. like that's all this fucking dude does yeah he does that's why i like him he's a super i love his style i love it so much and he also did that mother with Jennifer Lawrence. I haven't seen that, though. Yeah, it was a fucking terrible movie. You watched it? No, man, but you showed me that rape scene, and that was fucking brutal enough for me, bro. Yeah, that shit fucked me up. Like, I haven't seen the movie, but for some reason... I I love Jennifer Lawrence, man. They fucked her up. Yeah, they did. Multiple ways. But that one is about Mother Nature and religion and stuff like that, and I'm just not super interested, especially after he did Noah. Like, I'm not super into religious I feel like it's hard to do any kind of biblical movie. It is. You know, they said Peter Jenna they said or not Peter, what's uh Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. They brought him on to originally to try to do Genesis, the book of Genesis as a movie. How do you do that? Like God said, let there be light. How do you capture that on film mm-hmm. with the on the scale that you can imagine it would have been? No. The world was dark and then it wasn't. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like how do you capture that? I don't know. I think he even blew his mind. He's like, look, man, I can do Lord of the Rings. I can give you a fucking dragon on the top of a mountain of gold, but like you're pushing it now. Man. Yeah, there's like, there's no way to show that. Yeah. Like, I think one of the only ones I like is Dogma from Kevin Smith. And it's not, I mean, it's, it's based in like with religion in it, but it's not like a story from the Bible. That's what I'm talking about. Like an actual character from the Bible. Oh, I see. Like, uh, like Noah or uh, what was the other one with Christian Bale? Um, There's a remake of The Prince of Egypt. It, j- it just came out a couple years ago. Gods know. and King, God, Exodus, Gods and Kings. Mm-hmm. Not a bad movie, but it's just hard because like you're doing something that you know, it's a touchy subject for people. You know, oh, like uh, Passion of the Christ, right? You know what I mean, like. Mel Gibson did such a great job because he went so brutal with it. And like, people don't think about the Bible like that. Like the Bible is the most violent book you'll ever read. Mm-hmm. I haven't read a near enough to call myself any kind of expert or whatever. But like my grandfather lives at the foot of the cross and he goes to church every Sunday. And he's steady reading the Bible and he's always telling me, yeah, the Bible's way worse than anything else you've ever read. Yeah. Like, just as far as like what man was like back then. But I don't know. Uh, here's a fun fact for you. Do you know that Darren Aronofsky was supposed to direct a Batman movie? I did, and I was excited about it for uh, like thank two God, seconds. Thank God. He would have ruined fucking Batman, bro. <laughs> he would have ruined fucking Batman. He was going to have Bill Murray be Batman. Yeah, they wanted and him. And Eddie Murphy as Robin. Fuck him. 
fuck him in his face, bro. When I heard that, when I read that shit, I almost called you and cussed you out then, dude. Fuck this guy. Who does that, bro? Who ruins Batman on purpose? He Even Jules Schumacher didn't ruin it on purpose. We'll talk about him in a second. God. Um, but what? Uh, uh, Heath Ledger. People were up in arms about Heath Ledger, and he's the best Joker ever put to screen. Yeah, but who are these assholes that were up in arms, man? Anybody that's watched Heath act knew that he could go there. He could do it. You know what I mean? I think people were more afraid that he was going to try to give another Nicholson, mm -hmm. you know, way of doing it. And the way he went was just yeah. I don't beautiful. think yeah. I don't think people realized his range until they actually saw it. Like, oh shit, this guy can actually act. And I think Darren Aronofsky could have done the same thing with those actors. Stop it. You just fucking stop it right now. <laughs> no, he really is one of my favorite directors. I love his style. I, I believe you, and I respect it, but I, I don't I don't agree at all. Yeah. Guy, shit. Well, you know what? I wanted to do pie first, cause then, uh, so we can talk about that bullshit movie of 23 you made me watch. Like, Don't you hate all the number 23, all right? Jim Carrey is a national treasure. Yeah, well, this movie almost ruined his career. MJ for life, bro. <laughs> Jordan. All right, we're going to talk about 23. See you guys. Later.